pastor, our pastor is away, so I'll be preaching today, um, and we'll be talking a little bit about worry and how that affects um, our faith and dependence. I'll start off by telling a little bit about myself. Um, I've been going to the ring for about nine years now, and um, was recently and became an elder, a new elder, with a couple other guys. And uh, never thought I'd be up here, so this will be kind of interesting. But it's definitely an honor and a privilege uh, to kind of be up here in front of you all today and just kind of talk a little bit. Um, basically, you know, a lot of you all have been in community groups over the past semester, and we've been talking about the attributes of God. And so tonight I kind of want to piggyback a little bit off of that and kind of what Josh has been talking about as well and kind of focus in on worry, um, but mainly the spiritual aspects of it and how that relates to just our faith and in him and dependence on him. So, start off, there's, you know, some people consider worry two different things. You know, some people uh, consider worry concern, they consider worry anxiety. But really, we're, we're going to talk tonight about, not about concern, not about being responsible, but the sheer worry of things. And worry is something that is just obsessing you. You know, you get obsessed over something, usually a fear. Um, also, worry is something that's kind of focused on the future. Uh, and it just completely takes all your thoughts captive, and you just start to obsess and dwell on this. You become emotional over this. Um, and then there's concern, which is a good thing. Concern can lead to problem solving. Um, concern can lead to, you know, identifying threats in your environment. So concerns is a good thing, but it becomes bad when it becomes to worry. and You're just consumed by it. All your thoughts are consumed by something, your emotions and everything like that. So what are some of the things we worry about on a daily basis? Finances, worry about our health, we worry about our loved ones, our family, our job, worry about what people think about us, we worry about how we look, we worry about if people respect us or not, we worry about if we're capable of doing things or not, we worry about if we're going to graduate, we worry about if we're going to lose our job, we worry about if we're going to get a job. Basically, there's a lot of stuff to worry about. Um, and, you know, there's, everyone's got their things to worry about, and um, it's basically just an endless list. You know, if you, there's anything in the world, you can find something to worry about. Um, so what's the problem with worry? Uh, why is it so? Why is it such an issue for us spiritually? Um, from the book we read uh, in the fall, we talked about the good and beautiful God. But as another book, the good and beautiful life, um, the author says, when we cross the line from being responsible to being anxious, we have turned our focus away from God and His providence. So he's saying we've crossed the line. Okay, so we're generally concerned about something. Maybe there's something uh, that you feel like you need to take care of. There's something in your future. That's going to be a big deal, and you're really concerned about it, but you cross the line and get anxiety about it, right? You start to worry about it. And a lot of y'all, you know, experience anxiety on a daily basis. I know I experience anxiety on a weekly basis from one, one time or the other. 
Because out of you know your heart starts beating a little faster. You get that tension in your chest right here, a little bit of pressure, um, shortness of breath. You don't take deep breaths a lot. Sometimes you might sweat a little bit. Sometimes you might uh, lose focus, lose concentration, become a little more forgetful, a little more stressed out. Um, those are all just physical negative symptoms of worry. Um, and that's not a good thing. Nothing good. I don't think anyone likes to be have anxiety. Um, so you also take your focus away from God, right? At the ring, we talk a lot about our vertical relationship and the horizontal relationship, right? Vertical, your relationship with God. Horizontal, your relationship with others. Well, the problem with worry is that it's not vertical nor horizontal. It distorts that process. Um, worry, basically, it turns you inward, right? If you're worried, you're worried about something that's going to happen to you. You're worried about an issue that pertains to you. Or you're worried about an issue that pertains to someone you love, some other person that, um, that really you have no control over, usually, or you shouldn't have control over, you shouldn't be worrying about it, or that's something you have very limited control over. You know, we worry about things that, that aren't rational, right? Um, so worry just focuses us inwardly, and it focuses us anything but the vertical, anything but the horizontal. And it basically it just turns into a burden. Um, and it just depends. You know, everyone's got their own thing to worry about. We all have a lot of common worries, and we also have our own individual worries. Some of us worry about silly things. Um, and also, the author said in the book, worry destroys joy. So that's, that's pretty powerful, I think. Um, I kind of identify it, too. Whenever I'm worrying, whenever I'm worried about something, whenever there's an issue that I'm kind of dwelling on, thinking about a little too much, I don't really find a lot of joy in my life. I'm not focusing on the positive things. Not focusing on the blessings that you know God's given me. Um, there's no contentment in worry. There's no peace in worry, right? And you would think with joy and contentment and peace, there would be no room for worry in there. So it kind of it's kind of butting heads against the, the fruits that come with abiding, right? Um, it kind of contradicts joy. So I thought that was pretty powerful. Worry destroys joy. I don't know if it just destroys it, but it definitely gets in the way. Um, another, we talked a lot in the fall, too, about false narratives. Um, and one false narrative about worry is if we worry about something, it'll prevent bad things from happening. Um, this is not something we say. Like, we're not going to people who say, yeah, if you worry about this enough, bad things won't happen. So just worry about it a lot, and you'll be okay. It's not something we're going to tell somebody, but inside we believe it sometimes. We believe, oh, I really need to think about this a lot. I really need to worry about this a lot so that it doesn't happen, so that my fears won't be realized. Um, so a lot of times, you know, we think that. We, it's not rational, but we still think it anyway. I don't know what it is. It's just a common human thing. Um, worry is also based off of fear. Um, we always worry about things we're afraid of, right? And that, that becomes, you know, unhealthy. What our brains do with worry and with fear is, if we fear something, we're automatically going to start thinking about it and how to avoid that situation, right? And with your brain, that sends a lot of chemicals to your brain because your brains, you know, we all know when, we get, when we're afraid, you know, uh, or we get excited, right? When we get afraid of something, we get excited. Um, and our brain releases chemicals and, you know, it gets us pumped up. But when we think about things we're fearing, our brain likes that because it's just going to release more and more chemicals. So even, you know, physiologically, we see how worrying is not good for us because we're focusing on something that is negative all the time. And our brain likes that. 
So thinking about things we fear is just going to perpetuate that fear. Your brain's going to be like, yeah, that's right. Think more about it. Think more about it. Okay, find something else to fear. Find something else to fear. I like to think about fear. Um, so basically, you know, let's get to a point where we kind of, you know, talk about worry tonight in the sense of how that deals with our faith and how that deals with us being dependent. So let's start off. Let's talk about some verses in Matthew um, chapter 6, verse 25, 34, and I'll start off. Matthew 25, it says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So that's kind of stuck out with me more than, I guess, any other verse in this, these verses. It's not life more than food. What does that even mean? Doesn't that contradict itself? We need food to live, right? So, Jesus is saying something here. Isn't that life more than food? That immediately grabs everyone's attention. Far from saying, do not be anxious about your life. That's kind of pretty cut and dry. But, isn't that life more than food? Basically saying, you know, we all have a list of worries, right? And he could go through our list and be like, okay, you can worry about that. Okay, no, don't worry about that. Worry about this. This is important. Okay, don't worry about this. Instead, he cuts out everything. All we need in this world is to live, right? That's our most important thing. The most important thing right now is the breath we're breathing in right now. So we need food to live. And Jesus is even saying, okay, even with food, there's more to life, okay? Life is much bigger than everything around us that we see and think we need. Um, so he's saying, don't worry about it. I'm going to provide for it. So basically, he cuts out anything. Anything you have to worry about, you have no excuse. Because it's not life more than food. Here, 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valued than they? So, the birds, okay? The birds are like us. How much of our life do we spend sowing, reaping, gathering into barns, right? The birds don't do that. So, he's saying, look what you do. What do we do every day? We go to work, we try to build up all these resources, and then we have fun with the resources, we do what we think we want, capitalism, you know, American dream, gathering up all this stuff, you know? And then we run into our house, and we gather in the barn, and and think that's how you're supposed to live, right? Um, Just always worried about our needs, our wants, you know, just focusing strictly on this temporal world, right? Well, Jesus pointed out, the birds aren't doing that, and God's providing for them. The birds are having fun. They're flying around, hanging out on power lines. You know, they always got something to eat. But, but we run around stressed out. And we're like, oh, man, you know, I'm not reaping as much as I'm sowing. You know, I need to sow more. Oh, man, this barn is kind of getting some holes in it. It's kind of annoying. It's not red enough. You know, all this stuff we worry about. That just stresses us out, and we, and we, sit, we find stuff to worry about. And that, what is it? It takes us away from our vertical relationship. We don't, we're not focusing on the things in life we're meant to focus on when we worry, when we worry about these physical things. And we're so concerned about taking care of ourselves, like something devastating is going to happen to us. 
You know, there's a lot of fears we have, and a lot of them are just completely illogical, but we have them anyway. And that's just part of being human, is that we're going to have these irrational thoughts, these irrational fears, but what we do with them is important, whether or not we carry them over to worry or whether or not we just cut them out. And we challenge them and say, you know what? Am I being faithful? Am I being dependent? And if so, how is that reflected in, in what I'm thinking about right now, what I'm worrying about? 27. Um, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? I know that's one thing that we kind of talk about. We worry a lot about our health, right? Whether or not we're being sick. WebMD is not really good at this. We get a bug bite on our arm. It starts to turn a weird color. We're like, oh, man, maybe I should WebMD this. Oh, no, I have West Nile virus, you know? I don't know about y'all. I know someone that's kind of like that. But um, that's me. That's me. No. Um, no, we worry about things, you know? It's just we're always worried. Oh, something catastrophic could happen to me. I could die. What is that, you know? Did Jesus tell us to worry about death? No. Did he cause a spirit of fear? No. He saved us from death, you know? So as Christians, we have that truth that we can rely on, that we can rest in. Um, 28. Um, oh, no, 20. Oh, yeah, 28. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? And that's kind of the capping point there, O you of little faith. It ties it all into faith, right? Saying, look at you, you're worrying. You know, we think about whenever I'm worrying, whenever I'm worrying, I have to ask myself, okay, what has God done in my life in the past? Where can I look to God to remind myself of, of his faithfulness to me? Because I know he's faithful. That's the truth. But I don't always totally abide in that truth, right? So I look at my life and look. Okay, God's given me this job. So if it, he gave it to me, it's his to take away. It's his to do with as he pleases. He gave me this life. And he said, you know, he's done a good work in me, and he's going to continue to do a good work in me. So why am I so stressed out about my life and where it's going to head, where it's going to go, why am I worrying about this? Why shouldn't I be focusing my life on my thoughts, my emotions, and more important things? You know, the vertical, the horizontal, abiding in him. And, it, and it, Jesus makes the connection here to faith. And all these things we worry about comes down to faith. Um, let's see. 31. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. So, like, this is kind of connected to some of the things we talked about in community group. Uh, you know, omnipresent, omniscient. God knows. He knows the thoughts before we have them. He knows the words that come out of our mouth before they come out of our mouth. He knows all, and he's here with us all the time. So, a lot of times, um, you know, some of my clients, I'm a counselor, I see some people for anxiety a lot. And sometimes, uh, for my Christian clients, I ask them, you know, what are you, what are you doing for these things that you're anxious about? And they say, well, I'm praying about them. I'm praying about them. So, oh, that's very good. That's good that you're praying about them. That's a very good thing. 
So then I ask, you know, how often do you pray about them on a given day? And usually, you know, nine times out of ten, they're like, oh, like 30 times a day. And I'm just like, okay, so where's your faith in that? Like, I do this too. I do the same thing. Whenever, you know, I'm worried about something, is it, what's going on with the mic thing? Is that okay? Okay. Whenever I'm worried about something, I'm dwelling on this, right? I'll pray about it constantly. And I have to stop myself and say, if I'm praying about this constantly, do I, not, do I think God doesn't know about this? I think that he's not here now. He doesn't see this coming, you know? You know, God sees us in the past, here now, in the future. He knows what we're going to be like the whole span. Why, why do I feel like I have to remind him like every hour? You know, God, you know, this situation, you know, I need you to take care of it. Okay, 20 minutes later. Okay, the situation, I need you to take care of it. Where's the faith in that, you know? And I definitely, you know, make sure to, you know, tell people, you know, definitely pray about it, you know. Prayer is powerful. You know, but let's focus on praying like a day. Pray about this in a day and have faith. You know, there's a cliche saying um, that Scott Fitz used to say a whole lot when he was a guy that came to the ring. Let go and let God, right? It's silly and cliche, but it's true. Because that's part of faith. That's part of being dependent. Is whatever, when you're abiding in him, you start to not worry about these things that you would worry about if you're not abiding, right? Because you're focused on the vertical. It's hard to see, like climbing a mountain, vertical, right? What do they tell you to do? Not look down, right? So when you're abiding and you're focusing solely on him, you're not really looking at these things that we're usually going to worry about. Right? Because you're being fulfilled. You're being, you're pursuing, um, you're abiding in the Holy Spirit. You're pursuing things that are good, things that are holy, things that are pure. Um, where are we, 32? Nope, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So, do not be worried about tomorrow, right? What did we say earlier? Things we worry about are always future-based, right? We're not worried about the here and now, right? I mean, maybe if you're talking on stage, you might be worried about what you're saying. But we're really things we worry about aren't present with us right now. They're usually about future things, right? Um, they're usually about... Things we don't know coming, things that have a date, fastly approaching, you know, for, for students who are studying, you know, concern is, I have a test in two weeks, okay? That's okay, I have a test in two weeks, I'm not going to worry about it. Three days get by, three, three days before the test, you haven't studied yet, then you have some concern. Well, I have a concern about this, maybe we should start studying. Worry is, oh, I have a test in two weeks, I'm really worried about this, I'm stressed out about this. You know, it's so far in the future, but you're being consumed by it right now, right? Um, and then three days is before the test, and you're really worried about it. You haven't studied because you've been worrying about it, and now you're afraid to study because you're so worried about failing. Now you just know, I'm just going to fail. You know, no point in studying. And that's what worry does, you know. It distorts, it distorts things. It distorts reality. Um, so, and, and Jesus kind of points out, do not worry about tomorrow, like, he knows. Like, he knows we're worried about tomorrow, right? And, you know, it's, it's said before, our future is a fog, right? We don't, no man knows what tomorrow's going to bring. You know, it's, it's not ours to debate in, you know. That today's troubles are enough. So, 
part of that speaks to living in the here and now and, and being responsible for your future and not worrying over it. And there's a big, big difference about being responsible and worrying over things, right? You know, be concerned, make appropriate decisions, but not, you know, be obsessed with it. Consume with worry. Um, so all this is, is kind of points to, you know, just abiding and dependence. But we talk about a lot. Um, let's see. So in order to combat our worries each and every day, we kind of try to do things that are anti-worry. And, and a lot of that comes from abiding contentment. Um, contentment is being okay with, with your surroundings, with your situation, regardless of what your situation is, right? And that's joy, too, is being joyful regardless of circumstance. For uh, that way, which comes through abiding, there's, there's not really anything to worry about, right? Because you're content. So what, what do you have to worry about unless you find stuff to worry about? And that butts heads with contentment. You know, a lot of stuff that we've kind of been talking about is, to me, it's just, it kind of helps me you know, knowing that God's here now, he's everywhere, he sees my past, he sees my future, uh, he's all-knowing. It helps me to, to let go of some of the things that, the worldly things that I like to hold on to. Um, just kind of abide in him. Um, and through that, you know, he, he said he will provide for us. Because we're worth more than the birds, right? The birds, he provides for them. So Josh, I mean, a while ago, Josh used to, talk about Braveheart at least once a month in this sermon. So I think it's okay for me to kind of leave a, a mental image for y'all uh, about the Matrix. So let, bear with me, bear with me. So I don't know, this may help some of y'all. It helps me to kind of have an image of things because with an image of things, you can kind of relate it to your own situation or different situations and let it apply to your life however it is. So in the Matrix, okay, there's Neo, and Neo is a stressed-out guy. He's not sleeping at all. Um, he's constantly worried about, you know, his own abilities. He's worried about, you know, what life is. You know, he thinks that there's got to be more than this. Um, and he's just, he's just in a state of fear. This is the first Matrix, that is, the good Matrix. He's in a state of fear, and um, he's, just, he's just, you know, he has Morpheus, okay? Has everyone around him telling him, okay, this is the truth, Neo, all right? This is what reality is, okay? This is who you are. Know the truth. Kind of like us. Like, we go through life every day, and we get caught up in life, especially me. I come in Sundays, and, you know, it's great. You know, all these things, I come in with worry. You know, I work it out, and, and it's just such a refresher. But then comes around Wednesday, you've been at work for, what, 20, 30 hours a week already, You've been in the world so much, you start to get consumed with worldly things. Well, well, that's kind of like Neo. And he's in it, he's like, half knows the truth, but half of him is still stuck in the matrix and his rules, right? So let's, let's fast forward to the end, okay? So they run, you know. Um, so he gets left, everyone gets out of the matrix, he gets left in the subway, okay? So the agent comes in. The agent is basically his worry. He's worried about the agent. He's not really worried about much else but those agents that run around, um, Trying to stop him. So he sees this agent, and then everyone's like, run, Neo, run. But what does Neo do? He doesn't run, right? He starts to believe. That's what Morbid says. He's beginning to believe. So he starts, he starts to, he doesn't decide to run. He starts to face his fears, right? 
uh, he starts to try to abide in the truth that he knows, right? Um, so a lot of that goes into to us trying to not worry about certain situations and thinking about, okay, where's, how can you know, I be dependent in the Lord in this situation? How can I live and walk in faith in this situation? He decides to make that decision then and there. So, you know, long version of it, the agent starts punching really fast. It's really cool. I've never seen it before in a movie before. And then he beats the agent, okay? So he, he conquers this worry, this fear he had. And he realizes, hey, yeah, maybe there's something to this truth that I know about. Maybe there is. Maybe I'm starting to believe more about the true reality than this temporal world that I'm living in that's not necessarily real. There's no fruits and benefits here. So, anyway, he beats them. He starts running away, okay? So, he's got to find another phone. There's apparently no phone in, like, three-block radius. So, he finally goes in this building, okay? And what happens? There's more worries, right? There's more agents. So, a lot, another lie we tell ourselves is, if I can get past this worry, I'll be okay, right? If my bank account gets to this number, I'll be good. I don't have to worry about anything. If I can just get this job, I'll be good. Or if, you know, so-and-so is okay, I'll be good. But it's not true. There's always going to be something else to worry about. You know, if there's not, we're going to make something else to worry about. Um, you know, enough is never enough in the human term. The flesh is never, you know, satisfied with its desires, right? But when we're abiding, you know, we don't need that kind of stuff. You know, we don't focus on that kind of stuff. So he goes in, he sees all these worries. So it's another moment where now he's really at his lowest point because Agent Smith shoots him. And he falls on the ground. Um, it's PG rated. And he falls on the ground, and everyone's like, oh, no. And so everyone else starts to question what they believe. Neo's definitely like, oh, no, I don't know what to believe now. But in his lowest point, where he has nothing else to lose, you know, the Matrix is going to basically be gone for him, he starts to believe, right? He starts to believe again. And in that moment, he has like an epiphany, right? This is where he sees like, you know, he looks at the agents and he sees them as the code, right? And everyone's like, half the room, when you're watching this for the first time, like half the room's like, what is going on? I'm like, why is it all in code? And half the room's like, whoa, that's awesome. And it's an epiphany point. He has an epiphany where he's like, okay, now, I'm, now that I've been abiding in the truth, now that I've overcome worry, I realize there really is nothing to worry about. You know, I don't have to worry about these things. So then the agents, they pull up their Desert Eagles, they fire like a thousand bullets in them, and like puts up his hand, and the bullets stop, right? So no longer is he affected by his surroundings. He's not affected by his environment anymore. He's not affected by the world anymore. Uh, he's just, it's, it's all perception, right? It's all perception of him. We worry based on our perceptions, right? Faulty perceptions. You know, we're not looking at the world through God's eyes. We worry because we're looking at it through our eyes. So Neo, believing in this truth, um, you know, it doesn't affect him anymore. So he's free to do as he please with his biggest fear, right? It, he just walks right up to it, jumps into his body, and it explodes. We don't know what happened until six years later, and they finally explain it to us. So, you know, and I think that's, that's a good picture. You know, I think about it a lot. You know, what do I look like to others? You know, how do others see my faith, faith if I'm just stressed out and worried about things? Especially living in, you know, this day and age where jobs are such a big deal, and a lot of us, you know, are either worrying about our jobs, you know, lost our job at some point, are worried about what's next in life, you know, it's a time to really grow in our faith and just be kind of dependent on him and that he's going to provide for us because he's done it in the past and he will continue to do it again in the future. 
And we have these verses to go to every time. It's not life more than food. Not the body more than clothing. So, just to leave y'all with that image, hopefully it helps out a little bit uh, sometimes or another. We'll, we'll see. But, I just want to keep this in mind. I have to keep this in mind constantly. Um, you know, going through through my weeks every week. <clears throat> just about abiding in the truth. And when I worry, just stopping to think. Why am I worrying about this? God's provided before He will again. And how is this me? How am I being dependent in this? Where's my faith? So I'm gonna pray, and the band's gonna come back up here and sing a couple other songs. Um, and then we'll kind of close out. Let's see. Did I go fast or too long? I think I went okay. I'll pray. Um, Dear Lord God, we just thank you so much for this day and everything you've given us and done for us. Uh, we thank you so much for everything that you've provided us for. Best to continue to uh, bless us and um, just be mindful of you each and every day and, and continue to abide in you. Uh, Lord God, so that we can seek you first, Lord God, that we not, may not be concerned about things going on in this world and our lives that the world tells us to fear, uh, that we'll just rest in you and that peace of knowing that you will provide for us, Lord God. And we just continue to work on this each and every day as we combat these fearful thoughts and the worry, Lord God, and that we may just uh, rely on you and, and just give it to you each and every day and... Um, abide in you and strengthen our vertical relationship and our horizontal relationship. Thank you so much for all you do. Continue to be with us uh, throughout the rest of this week. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.